What's happening, friends? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Researchers found that that restless feeling that you have at night, which I get a lot. We're just rolling around and just thinking, and you're just, why can't I go to sleep? That that's really bad for you, and that you shouldn't even lay down to go to bed unless you're just wiped. Mm. Like you, sh- and you shouldn't go to. It's like you shouldn't eat unless you're hungry. You shouldn't go to bed unless you are wiped out. Wait until you're physically exhausted to go to bed. Oh. That's hard. Well, maybe there's things you can do to... Exhaust yourself? (laughs) Jumping jacks? (laughs) I may never go to bed if I do this. I was thinking more calming things like breathing exercises that are are read or I was thinking like burpees. (laughs) We went two different ways there. I always think it's funny about sleep because sleeping is something... You only fall asleep because you're faking like you're already asleep. Excuse me? Like you close your eyes and... Well, you have to fake like you're asleep to fall asleep. Oh, because you're not really asleep right Right, away. so you have to close your eyes and fake the sleep until you fall asleep. Interesting. You never thought about that? No. No. Never. But, but think I about it now. I just feel like that's part of the... But yeah, no, you have to fake asleep to fall asleep. Because there's no way you can fall asleep without With your faking eyes the sleep. Open. Right, right. You Some close your eyes and be. just get still like you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I don't remember that process. Of I do. It. You do. No. Going to, you don't remember no, 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 going no. to sleep. No, the I, actual part I where really you get into guys, your bed. Head, head hits the pillow, and next thing you know, I'm out. Oh, well, that's a gift. You have a gift. Yeah. You're gifted. I'd give countless dollars to, to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't sleep at all. I sit there and fake it for hours. <laughs> hours. Gosh. Let's go over and talk to Ryan in Alabama, ta- talking about sleep here. Hey, Ryan. What's up, buddy? Hey, Bobby. Hey, what do you need? I need some advice. Uh... So I've just got off working a 24-hour shift, and now I'm having to drive about an hour, hour and a half to class afterwards. Need some tips on being able to stay awake. Well, first, not healthy. I think we've all done it. We've had to drive extremely tired before. I had a job where I did maintenance on a golf course. It was miserable. Four o'clock, I was up driving. Um, I would get out and stop the car and then run laps around the car. That's only good for so long, though. And the more tired you get, the more you have to do that. Uh, obviously, there are the easy fixes like the energy drinks. You can stop at the gas station. I never d- would dabble in those pills though at the gas station. Oh, like, the yellow no, jacket. Yeah. Yellow jacket. I've seen them. Me Harry. too. Wait, didn't I have to take some of those for a bit? We did on the radio. I hope not. And it made me feel terrible. That, yeah, he did. I did. Do that was this. a bit. Yeah, yes. <laughs> a bad bit. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I don't know. Look back at that one as, as a wise idea. Um, for me, it was pulling the car over and running around the car. Rolling the window down, sticking my head out the window, especially when it was cold. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of things that you can do, though, that just absolutely keep you awake. I think it's a combination. Yeah. Windows down, music, music. loud. I would stop, too, sometimes if it was a long trip and, like, take a little nap on the side of the road. But then I'd feel worse when I was awake. Yeah. I'd be like, why did I just do that? I should have just stayed awake. So my advice is if you start to get a little drowsy, stop the car, run laps around the car, get back in, drive. It sounds stupid, but it's what worked for me. I mean, I am stuck in traffic right now. I might give it a shot. Well, you might also. Uh, then that's a lot of people may be taking some phone screens, you know, yeah. TikToks of you. <laughs> Look, what's this guy doing? Yeah, and uh, maybe some yellow jackets. No. no, 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 don't do that. You don't think so? Don't do that. I don't remember right. now. Yeah, Ryan, that stinks, man. But hang in there. You got this. Stay awake. You got it. All right, buddy. All right, man. Cool. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Or, or call me. Call us. That'll keep you awake. It is time to open the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby and show. My boyfriend and I recently bought a home together and we are all moved in. This is the first time we're living together. And for the most part, everything's gone great. 
However, there is just one thing that I'm having a hard time with, and I would love your help. I am a no-shoe household, meaning you once you walk through the front door, your shoes come off. I hate the idea of tracking dirt and germs throughout the clean house, especially the bedroom and bathroom. I've asked him before to not wear shoes inside, but he does not seem to understand how much it bothers me. I don't want to nag, but I hate the thought of outside shoes touching the same spot where I walk barefoot around the house. I've tried to let it go, but I can't get over it. How do I have this conversation in a loving way without being the annoying, nagging girlfriend? Thanks a bunch, Rachel. My first question to you guys, is anyone else here a no-shoe house? Nope. No, but I want to be. Yeah, I would. I wish I could be. I'm, yeah, it'd be cool, I'm but jealous no chance. Of her. I'm just lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even implement it myself. Like, I, I in my mind, it sounds awesome to be that house, and then I keep my shoes on. And I'm going to tell you why. Putting them back on, that's the problem. It takes forever. Especially if you got tennis shoes, you got to tie them up. I, I wish we were a no-shoe household. Yeah. Maybe we should start now. It's never too late. Okay. I mean, yeah. It is too late. It's so, not. <laughs> Here's what I would suggest. I would suggest not approaching it. And I got a couple couple ways to do this. Not approaching it as, hey, we need to have to talk about wearing shoes. I think you sit down and you make rules for the house. Like, we're just moving in. Let's make like a little, you know, guidelines that both help both. And then you put your that in on your side of things. Or you can you compromise and go, hey, listen, I know you're going to wear shoes, but just no shoes anywhere there's carpet. If, if you're walking on wood, if there's wood, fine. That's easier to clean. But if you're walking on carpet, no shoes. You got to meet me somewhere in the middle because you know this freaks me out germ-wise. I think there's some compromise that has to be made. Maybe he has a, a house rule that he wants that you think is stupid or, or just act like it is and then be like, fine, I'll give it to you and you give me that. Ooh, that's good. I, I do that stuff all the time. <laughs> so I would say there's just a compromise that has to be made. I don't think you're going to... Like, you know what they say, cheetah's spots don't change. Yeah. He's not just going to go, you know what, we're now a no-shoe household. Yeah, it's hard to implement and hard to remember. So maybe you could ask him, like, hey, when you do have that meeting, I'm all for what you said. Like, sit down, have a meeting, see what he needs from you. If there's anything. A meeting sounds well, now, can very you a meeting? clinical. I, I, I said that, too. You, Hey, let's let's figure out, I don't know, whatever it is, just wouldn't treat it like a meeting. Yeah, don't you? But I said that yeah. too. Be casual, be cool. Be cool, be cool. Like, <laughs> be, cool. Yeah. be breezy, it's fine. But just throw out what, what you know, what you would like, ask him what, first of all, start off by asking what there he would like. Go. Put his, him first. The, in, in any conversation, it's good to put the other person first because you do truly care about them. And then say, what can I do to help make this easier on you? Can we keep like house slippers by the door? Can, can, should I put a little... Like post it note, don't for until you're you get the muscle memory because that's what when you're not used to growing up that way, it's hard to remember to do it right when you walk in. But if there's a little post it note, he may not mind that. I don't think he's ever going to do it. So, oh really? I think you have to make a compromise with him of some sort. Mm -hmm. Wow, I was thinking the best of him. Now he's not a good dude. I can tell. Oh wow, (laughs) just from from the mailbag. Okay, or play this back for him. (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be a compromise made. You got to give something to get something. Morgan, were you a no-shoe house? Yep, I grew up a no-shoe house, and now I'm still that way. That's so. awesome. Mm-hmm. What did you your make... boyfriend think? Is oh, it... he, yeah, he respects it. I mean, he's seen me have to clean up when people don't do that, and he's like, I don't want to put you through that. It's just a lot more work to keep floors and everything clean when everybody wears shoes. We all agree that that's the best way to do totally. it. Totally. I want to do it. Teach me your ways, Morgan. We're also <laughs> just lazy turds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if Was there always a stack of shoes in your, at the front door? All, all the time. I mean, it was... 
you were in so much trouble with my parents if you didn't take off your shoes. So I just don't know another way to not do that. Was it ever awkward, though, if company would come over and they weren't prepared to take off their shoes and then maybe they felt uncomfortable? Well, everybody was always seeing shoes. So that was like a a first sign, right? If you see shoes, then, you know, you kind of just naturally take them off. But then the other side to it, like I... I follow suit from my mom. She'd be like, hey, like only rule in this house, you have to take off your shoes. And that's the same thing I've stuck with. Like there aren't any other rules, but you have to take off your shoes. It's one thing. When you go over to other people's we, houses. We do pants at my house. <laughs> Anybody comes in, take off your pants. Okay. No, but do you find yourself like, I, you can wear shoes in my house, but would you come over to my house and just take them off? No, I would ask you. I'd just be like, hey, do you need me to take off my shoes? Oh, okay. It's interesting because... If she were to come over and just take her shoes off and you were not a house where you did, that would be weird too. That happens to me because when I went to Hawaii, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I bought a little sign that says mahalo for removing your slippers. It was just a cute sign with flip-flops on it, but people read it and they start taking their shoes off and we've never told anyone to do it. So people do that with us and we're like, well, that's really nice of them, but didn't mean to. Here's what we're going to say at the end of this. There's a compromise to be made. To get something, you got to give something. Find out what he needs. It can be dumb. I think you can make it happen. It's just not going to happen today. Cool? Cool. There we go. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. A Michigan shooting range has closed because of complaints that bullets are hitting neighbors' homes. No. No, that's not good. First of all, a lot of shooting ranges are inside. Yeah. Second of all, if you have an outside one, you would think it would have to be so far away from anybody's home whatsoever. In the middle in a direction. of nowhere. Yes. I've gone to an outdoor one before, and it was definitely in the middle of nowhere. Uh, me too. <laughs> That's where I went to get my certification. State officials have temporarily closed a northern Michigan shooting range due to public safety concerns. The Department of Natural Resources says the North Pioneer Road shooting area, located on state forest land in Benzie County, will be closed... Expanded target shooting activities in the area have created unsafe conditions for public land users and neighboring landowners. Unsafe conditions, bullet strikes in a neighboring home. I mean, luckily nobody got shot or got hit with a bullet. And I'm sure if you're shooting and you're a pretty good shot, you ain't going to hit these homes. But everybody ain't a good shot. It's like going to a driving range at a golf course. Yeah, when you're (laughs) learning. Yeah. (laughs) During the closure, department staff will elevate next steps that will eliminate the possibility of visitors target shooting from anywhere other than specified areas. What you are the next going steps? I, I, I put walls up, put a building <laughs> over the top Move of the it. the place? I don't know, but do you think maybe people are... Here's what we did for the most part. And if, if you're not familiar with me, I grew up in a town called Mountain Pine, Arkansas, 700 people, uh, very rural. So I grew up with guns. I had my first gun when I was nine, like my own gun, probably around nine, had a 410. And a, 410 is a shotgun, for those that don't know. And so, but our target range was you put cans on a log and you sit there and you shoot and then it hurts your shoulder forever. Because that's the first thing is you have to, I'm having bruises on my shoulder from being a kid shooting a 410. And so you shoot cans, boom, boom. I never had a BB gun though. That's weird. Oh. I guess I never was around anyone that had a BB gun to show me a BB, like to shoot that. And you probably skipped that level. You're like, yeah, just move yeah, on to 410. Yeah, shotgun, <laughs> straight to shotgun. And we only do that deep in the woods. In shotgun, then we moved to 20 gauge, into a 12 gauge. Then you started, you know, messing with rifles a little bit. But you don't shoot that stuff where in a bullet can go anywhere. Mm-mm. Although sometimes when Arkansas wins, I do want to go outside and shoot up in the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So if Arkansas, like if Arkansas beats Ole Miss this weekend, I want to run out in my yard and just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, the cops will be there in two minutes. Wouldn't that be awesome? No. 
Yeah, until it hits a neighboring house. I know, I know. <laughs> but sometimes you see that in like the Middle East when yeah. they're celebrating oh, something. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they have machine guns into the air. Yeah, guys, those bullets come down eventually. When, when we beat Texas A&M, I, did, I thought about that. How funny it would be to go and just do, do <laughs> yes, the bullets do come down. Yeah, so But anyway, I thought the, thought the story was pretty interesting that they had to close down the gun range because people's houses were getting shot. I just wondered how close they are to this stuff, you know? All right, glad you guys are here. One other story I wanted to mention before we go, because sometimes you're listening to us early in the morning if you're listening live. You ever get hangry? Yes. Do you consider hangry to be real before I read you the science part of this? I do think that if you're hungry, it can affect your mood. So, yes. Hangry is a mixture of? Hungry and angry. Yes. The main reason that happens is because blood glucose levels drop when you're hungry. That makes it tough to concentrate, makes you more aggravated, and then more likely to snap at those around you. Yeah. Low blood sugar makes you more aggressive toward those around you. So hangry is a real life thing. It's not just like, oh, look at, look at Eddie's hangry. Like no, saying. it's real. It's your body actually acting. And we put a funny word to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hangry. But yeah. hangry is a real life thing. You're irritable. I get hangry and my seven, my eight-year-old son gets hangry. So it's passed down through my genetics, I guess. We Ge- both get hangry. Generationally, the Eddie <laughs> He inherited the hangry. Yep. I'm kind of hangry now. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Luke Combs shared a video of him playing an unreleased song on social media. It's called The Kind of Love We Make. Here's a clip. Let's get some candles burning and some red dirt turning all the lights Reba McIntyre doesn't regret any of her fashion choices she's made over her career. You know, I've had some pretty outlandish things that I have worn on stage and people say, oh, aren't you embarrassed? I said, nope. At the time, I thought I looked really good, so I'm going to own it and just be proud of it. Mary Morris shared something that makes her and her husband, Ryan Hurd, different from one another. I consider myself an introvert. So, yeah, if we ever walk into a room and I don't know anyone, I feel like he'll be okay. But I need, like, a drink in my hand or something to feel like, okay, I can have this conversation. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A blind Modesto, California 15-year-old is making headlines as the starting quarterback for the Modesto Raiders youth football team. Jason Bracey has always wanted to play football, but when he developed retinal cancer as a toddler, it took his eyesight at age seven, but he was determined to play, and once he got his own phone, he called all the local teams asking coaches for a chance. Through hard work and memorizing every play and where every player is going to be, he worked his way from running back last year, and now he's a starting quarterback. Wow, that is wild. His dad directs him on the field from the sidelines using a walkie-talkie and speaker inside of his helmet. Amazing. Recently, he led his team in a win over one of the teams that turned him down. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. So cool. I met a guy. I mean, it's been a couple months or so ago, but I was playing golf one day, and he was uh, like a, a, a therapist. And I was sitting there, and he was sitting there, and I was like, "Hey, well, what do you do?" We're just making small talk. We're both waiting for our, you know, golf clubs to be brought back to us or whatever. And he goes, "I'm a therapist." He goes, "But I'm I'm blind." And I was like. You had her playing golf blind? He goes, yeah, I'm the best blind golfer in, in the state. And I thought he was kidding, but he was telling the truth. Oh. And I was like, well, how do you play golf blind? He goes, well, I have somebody line me up. Like, they walk up and they line me up. 
And then once I'm lined up, I'm good to go. They tell me how far I need to hit it, and I hit it. Whoa. That's what I said. He's like, if you ever want to play it, but let's just play golf because I play all the time pretty good. That's crazy. crazy. Mm-hmm. I knew a kid growing up. We were friends. His name was Richie, and he was blind, and he played football all the way through high school. He was a running back, and they would just, whoever was in front of him would say, all right, left, right, left, and he would just run. Really? I'm like, how crazy just not knowing what you're going to run into. That's huh. awesome. Great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, Raimundo, what's that show on Netflix where people pick between a wedding and a house? Oh, I don't even know the name of it. That might even be it. Wedding or mortgage? Yeah, did wasn't it you telling me about it? Yeah. So they go, and like a wedding planner comes over and says, okay, we're going to plan you the wedding of your dreams. And they they do it. And then someone goes, no, but you can use that money and buy a house, but it's one of the two, right? Yeah, Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix. Oh, that's a good name of a show, mm-hmm. Marriage or Mortgage. Anyone watch that? No. No. So Ray was telling, is it a good show? It's comical a little bit. Because obviously you should always choose the mortgage and they just try to make these weddings seem like they're cool. And they're like, but listen, if you get a cotton candy maker, you can do that instead of the mortgage. And the people are like, oh my gosh, that's a tough decision. I don't know. (laughs) But if we're being honest, the mortgage should, the money you can use with what you spend for a wedding would always be the reasonable decision. But a wedding isn't about reason. It isn't. There's about reason you do in your living room with like eight of your friends have a little dinner and call the day. Yeah, that's true. A wedding is a, is about extraordinary celebration. Superb. I mean, it's just, it's just extra. It's just extra. So, I was reading the story here. A couple skips their wedding that we're gonna spend all their money on. And they're taking four honeymoons instead. Oh. And I was like, that's great. They gave themselves the gift of experience. Instead of a party for a bunch of other people. A bride and groom decided to ditch the extravagant wedding they were planning and spend money on four luxurious honeymoons instead. It just, it, it's just what you want in your life. Yeah. We loved our wedding. It was great. We also could afford our wedding. It wasn't like we were having to put anything out to go like a... But if, we, if that was a situation for us, we were like, oh boy, I don't know. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't oh, have had you wouldn't it. have done that. No. You would have been in your living room yes. with eight of your friends. I almost was doing that anyway. <laughs> Both of us were. We were like, man, we had to really think about this. Like, do we want to have... That's why we had it at our house initially. It was like, we're not going to go rent a big venue. We're going to have it at our house. So, but I just thought that was really cool. They said, you know, we could spend all this money on a wedding, but I think what we're going to do is have four honeymoons. Pretty cool. And I bet you when they look back at it, they probably enjoy those four honeymoons and the experiences there than they did a wedding. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Eddie's wedding was like a honeymoon, though. It was. We went to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. But it was only my parents and then my brother and sister and then her sisters, and that was it. And we we wasn't expensive. I mean, we went to Hawaii. That was expensive. But as for uh, compared to a regular wedding, not too expensive. And he was telling me about a lookbook, a VIP lookbook. Yeah, I saw someone post online like tips for people that are planning weddings. And one of the tips was that you give your photographer a lookbook of VIPs so they know who to take the most pictures of. Like family and friends that are like (laughs) tier one, like A-list. Because that's when you're looking back at photos, you don't want to put maybe random people in your pictures. Uncle Ron, (laughs) who you met twice. I I mean, I had never heard of this, but I guess that's a thing for some people is like for the photographers to study, you know, the top tier family and friends and take the most photos it's of them. It's just weird. There's a hierarchy of people to take pictures of. Yeah, totally. I had no, I had never heard of this and I just thought it was really interesting and I didn't know if anybody had ever done it. What and if then, it leaked and your family found out who were the VIPs? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and who were second tier and who were third tier. So but y'all it, didn't do this at no, your wedding? No way. We did okay. not do this at, at, at our deal. But yeah, what if that got out? Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine Christmas. Drama. <laughs> yeah, not good. Someone leaked it out. Well, I, I think it was pretty, I thought it was a pretty awesome idea. They said, hey, we're not going to spend all this extra money on a wedding. We're actually going to go on four trips. Mm-hmm. And if on marriage and mortgage, I'd think I'd always pick them more. If, if it was one or the other, if it's house or wedding, <laughs> don't you always pick house? Well, that, yes, that's just the responsible thing to pick. If you sure. have to pick a marriage or mortgage, yeah. do they ever pick marriage, Ray? Well, one time they just did a blueprint of the house that wasn't even built, so they're like, uh, marriage? I'm not going to do the mortgage. <laughs> it's not even built yet. All right, that's on Netflix. Got a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dr. Oz. How are you, Dr. Oz? Hey, how are you? Doing pretty good. Always good to see your face. Same, Bobby. I got a lot of questions, and I want to talk about some shows that you have coming up. We've done this many times, so I'm just going to start firing away. Are you ready for me? Take it away. I'm making office hours here. It's like uh, being in the hospital. All right. First of all, first off, energy drinks. We were talking about them on the show. Uh, how safe are energy drinks if just in moderation? If you're t- getting less than 200 milligrams of caffeine, you can see how much is in each can because they vary, but that's roughly two cans. I think it's okay. However... My big issue with energy drinks is not whether they're safe or not, because I think you can get away with drinking energy drinks. The problem is, do they really work the way you want them to work? So they're not really giving you energy. They're withdrawing energy from your energy bank. So they're taking energy you would have used over the course of the day, and they turbocharge it just for that hour or two that you take the energy drink. So later in the day, you're going to feel depleted. So you either got to take more energy drinks or do something else to, to make up for the deficit. It's like withdrawing money from your bank account. The credit card gets you money. But it's not, it's still, you know, depleting your total worth. And that's what energy drinks do. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. you only have so much money or energy in the bank. And you can only take out so much before you got to put more in. And an energy drink is just giving us a boost, but it's going to hurt us more later. It's, that's basically what you said, right? That's perfectly said, Dr. Bones. Thank you. By the way, you would have been a good doctor with that last name. <laughs> that would perfect. Hey, I have to get, this is a little personal one. I have to get a little colonoscopy very soon. And I'm uh, 41. I'm a little young, but I have like some severe uh, stomach issues, some severe IBS. Yep. I, I, just, I, I haven't done this. Like, what am what am I expecting? Here's the first question: Should I clean up like zzz, like for the doctor? That's my first honest question. <laughs> so I have a I have a lot of experience. I had my life saved with a colonoscopy, and I don't have any family history at all. But when I was age 50. Uh, I went in to have mine because I was hosting the show already and I wanted to demonstrate, lead by example, that it was the right thing to do. So uh, I went off and got it. And they found a precancerous polyp, which mm. stunned me because I eat right, I exercise, no family history, no nothing. So you're smart to get your colonoscopy in your 40s. People ought to be thinking about it. Uh, yes, you should clean up because doctors do notice those kinds of things. Uh, don't be ashamed about things you can't clean up, but you know, you know, do your best. Uh, you don't want you know, stuff hanging out uh, when the doctor's examining you. But the real breakthrough idea, I'll tell you, in the old days, they would give you this gallon jug of material that was horrible that you'd have to drink down and then you'd eventually poop everything out. It's like putting radiator fluid in your intestines. Now, the tactic that I've adopted, and most people I think who have had more than one colonoscopy learn this, is don't eat much the day before the colonoscopy. And then the day before that, eat very lightly. So that by the time you're taking whatever you take, it's very gentle because there's nothing in your intestines anyway. And it washes it gently, uh, like you know, wiper fluid, not like you're pouring uh, heavy you know, stuff into your, into your intestines. And that way, it becomes a pretty comfortable prep. Yeah, that's interesting. So even with the prep, 
it's not going to be as hardcore on your body. I'm I'm a little concerned. I mean, they got to put me under. Like, after I wake up, I mean, I'm just going to feel the same, right? After I'm awake, like, it's not going to, like, I'm not going to be sore or anything. Well, they don't usually put you under. They give you propothal, which is, um, when used correctly, a very safe medication. I'm not going You're under. actually going to go into a twilight zone. You're going to feel like a million bucks while they're doing the colonoscopy. You, you know, some people sort of want to ask for a little extra, but we don't give it to you. But uh, it's a pretty positive experience for the most people. And it wears off immediately. So as soon as you're done, you can actually get the information you need, go home, you know, within an hour. It's, you know, it's probably that's why it's actually used, uh, unfortunately, by people who are addicted because it gives them such a comfortable sleep. But you get yours for medicinal reasons. Oh, no. I thought I was going under. I honest to God thought I but was But in just... a way, you're being like sedated-ish. Like I, whatever I took, I don't know. I had a colonoscopy when I was 20 for some stuff. And I remember opening my eyes and seeing my intestine or inside wherever the camera was on the screens. Yep. Like I could see what the doctor saw. And I remember that. And that's crazy. I thought I was going under. Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm a little shook right now. Don't look back. Whatever you okay. do. Uh, Dr. Oz is on with us. Let me ask this. Is it safe to get the COVID vaccine and the flu shot? Yes. A big study just came out actually yesterday, uh, done in the United Kingdom, 700 people. They got the shot at the exact same time. They looked for side effects, none. So you might have the arm soreness, the little fever from the COVID. The, the flu doesn't give you the vaccine much of a side effect, but you know, for some people it does. So if you take them together, it doesn't seem to make it any worse. Uh, if you're worried about it, you can divide them by a couple of days, you know, put something in between like a shot of tequila. But generally speaking, you should be fine however you want to take the vaccines, but get them. Dr. Oz, I- I've never, until recently, I'd never been to a chiropractor, and I've had some injuries on my shoulders, and someone recommended, hey, I really trust this person. I'd always, and don't know why, I'd always had a bad feeling about chiropractor just from people going, oh, they're evil, they're not real doctors. Again, no reason for me to think that at all. So I just had always had that in the back of my mind. And so this chiropractor comes and works on my shoulder, and my shoulder feels great. But I don't know, like you are an actual physician. What are, what are your thoughts on chiropractors? Well, they've been studied. Uh, for example, treating back pain and chiropractics do really well. Part of it is they understand the body in a different way than more traditional, you know, medical doctors like me think about the body, but that's not a bad thing. That's wisdom that we're not taught in medical school that chiropractics learn in their own uh, schools. And they actually have their own literature. Uh, they use muscle and bone manipulation. Uh, There are some things I wouldn't do. Like I don't like the neck manipulations. I just don't think that's worth the risk. And uh, there are some sense that some delicate arteries in your neck that you want to protect, oh. but a lot of the back manipulation, I think it makes sense. And again, the, the studies show that people get resolution of their symptoms from that as well as they do from many other w- approaches. So, okay. I, feel, I, I just have heard work on my shoulder and like my wrist. So, but that seems pretty good to you just generally speaking. Yeah. I, and I, I've gone to chiropractic. I mean, I've had, I've had my problems dealt with effectively by chiropractic. So I have personal experience. I happen to like folks in the field. And I think they're providing support to people who don't want to go see a surgeon for back surgery because you definitely don't want to do that if you can avoid it. And same for shoulders. You know, the shoulders joint is like a a, a, a golf ball on a tee. So it's very flexible. But if you chip the tee, the golf ball falls off. That's what happens to unstable shoulders. And people don't exercise their shoulders. Even a simple activity like reaching over to the back of the, of the car to pick up something from the back seat, people rip their shoulders all the time with those maneuvers. So... Now, there's some simple exercises that avoid that chiropractors can teach those. On your show tomorrow, I was looking, and it's it's about Britney Spears. And so what's happening with her now? I know you guys are talking about this on your show tomorrow, but wh- what do you see and what are you seeing in the future with Britney? 
Well, Brittany was in her, under a conservatorship because she was having mental health issues and the courts have to look at all the data and they say, well, is she a danger or she can take advantage of? And they thought that she was. She clearly at this point doesn't want that kind of protection. She surely doesn't want it from her father. Uh, normally you go to relatives because they're more likely to be loyal to you and do what's in your best interest, tough love, so to speak, uh, than someone who's enabling you. But in Brittany's case, it's not worked that well. Her father's given back uh, the conservatorship. Uh, the, the actual, the, the, interestingly, the, Brittany's lawyers aren't taking it back yet. They don't want it back because they don't want him off the hook for things that may have gone down. So uh, on the show, we're talking to people who are sort of inside the camp. Everyone's trying to be supportive of Brittany, but this is, a, you know, it's an ugly scenario. And if she was taken advantage of, shame on everybody who did that. And if she wasn't, what is going to happen to Brittany in the future? Who's going to protect her when she does have bouts where she's doing things that maybe aren't in her best interest? And this gets to the bigger issue that if you can be brilliant and incredibly talented. And in fact, it seems to happen a lot to people who are brilliant, brilliant and incredibly talented. But you also have some, you know, some weak spots, some blind spots. And you don't want people taking advantage of those. It seems like, again, if I'm interpreting what you're saying, like there is nuance in this. And it's not that it's just free Britney, let her run and just be totally free. And it's also not, hey, she's let's not keep her as locked down as she is right now. Is nuance a word that would seem like it'd be appropriate here? This is why you're world-class radio host. It's the perfect word. And I think if you think about your own life and your own family, there's nuance in a lot of the relationships that are most precious to you. Uh, this is a woman who's obviously able to perform and make money and be successful. So she should have the right to do all those things and control her assets. But someone's got to be hovering a little bit to make sure that uh, she doesn't go off the rails. And uh, you know what it's like if you have a really great sports car, uh, right? And just a little something's wrong with it. Everybody can hear it because normally it's purring so beautifully. That's how I think about Brittany. And so if those, you know, those spark plugs are not firing at the same time and the wheels are coming off the, you know, the, uh, the, the vehicle, those are things we want to be careful of because it's high-speed collision if it does occur. I want to ask one more question for you here. Uh, this is from one of our guys on the show. It says he doesn't uh, fall asleep well, but he, he also can't stay asleep. He wakes up three to four times a night, never gets great sleep. Is there something that he can try to add to his nighttime routine to help him get asleep and stay asleep? Yes, and he, and he should because sleep problems are the number one, number one addressable cause of illness in America. It's a gargantuan problem. And probably a trillion dollars of lost revenue just from people not being efficient because they show up at work and they're just, you know, can't get out of their own way. So a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you want to exactly measure your sleep. There's something called Sleep Score. It's a free app, Sleep Score. Pull it down off the app store and then use that at nighttime to measure your sleep. Uh, the bottom of your phone where you, where you hear stuff, it's actually has a little sonar beam that comes out there like a dolphin. So it can actually measure your sleep and tell you exactly what, how long you're waiting to go to sleep how many times you wake up, how long are you awake when you wake up, you date, so you can actually make some intelligent decisions about your problem. The number one problem most people have is they ruminate when they sleep. Their, their mind is working out all the issues during their day. So get a little pad of paper and write down your biggest concerns so it frees them from you. So you can think about them in the morning, but you're not going to fix them at three in the morning. So why bother having them in your head? And also you need a sleep hygiene routine. Just a regular old routine. Yeah, wash your face, brush your teeth, but you know, turn the lights down, get into comfortable pajamas or no pajamas, which is even better so you can be free. Get the temperature of the room cold. Colder is better. You'll hibernate. Uh, and then make sure you don't have crazy noises and other things going on, like pets jumping in the bed. If you do those things, you'll sleep deeper when you do fall asleep. And one last little tip, most people have to go to the bathroom at least once during the night. You know, do not turn on all the lights. It wakes your brain up, wakes your spouse up. You know, just 
you know, memorize the path, put some little red lights down so you can find your way. That way, you, when you wake up for 10 minutes to go potty, it's not going to keep you up for two hours. On tomorrow's show, it's Justice for Brittany. On today's show, the Surgeon General breaks down the biggest COVID debates. What are a few of the things that you guys talk about that is that's still being debated about? Well, this is a heated show. I, I, uh, <laughs> you're going to witness it. I just recorded it. Uh, so a couple of issues. First off, uh, we have these, these appeal now for that for the first time can re- dramatically reduce the problems of COVID by half if you take the pill when you first get sick. And the question I'm asking is what took so long? How can we have invented vaccines, proven they work with more than 100,000 people in trials, get them out to 200 million Americans, and we still don't have a pill that works? And the reason is we didn't prioritize. So I want to understand why we're only now finding out that we have a pill that could work so well. Can we do better in enrolling people in clinical trials so that we can learn about these pills, things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine? We just don't know. It's not that they work or don't work. We literally don't have data. We should have known these answers a long time ago. So that's the first issue. And the second big issue I'm going to be pushing down hard on is this issue about whether we give kids vaccines or not. And the government is saying, well, you know, we think these vaccines work in kids five to 15 or 18. Um, We're going to approve them later this month, probably. The FDA is going to approve it for younger kids, element, you know, kids in middle school and, you know, from ages five to 11, elementary school. But parents, many parents are going to say, I don't want my kids to be a shield. I'm not worried about them. Most kids do not get hurt badly from COVID. Why would I give them a vaccine? Because it's brand new. And that's a difficult decision. California just mandated you must give your kids these vaccines when they're available. Uh, But I think many states are going to struggle with that decision. And I was arguing, discussing with the Surgeon General, who's a friend and I respect a lot, what the best tactic is. Because if you force parents to do this, you're going to have a lot of unhappy school board meetings. And you still feel like the COVID vaccine is safe. Please say yes, because I got it. And I'm, I'm, I, I don't need to hear opposite. <laughs> There's, it's definitely safe. Are there side effects? Yes. Uh, but it's, it's, it's like a doctor always has to do. You got to weigh the benefits from the disadvantages. In the times when it's causing complications, uh, those complications worse than what would have happened if you didn't get the vaccine. And I think without any question uh, that getting vaccinated is a safer path to take they not getting vaccinated. But people do have fevers. They do get soreness in their arms. Some of them get myocarditis and other issues happen. It's not that they're 100% never going to have an issue with them. But whatever issues happen are relatively small compared to the consequences of not being vaccinated. Today's show, the COVID debate. Tomorrow's show, Britney Spears, which I'm very interested in. You guys watch Dr. Oz. It's such a good show. Uh, the smartest guy we have on the show is Dr. Oz. Hey, Dr. Oz, always love talking with you. Thank you for the time. I love you. Hey, one question. Are you going to film your colonoscopy? Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be knocked out. I got a whole new world to think about now. I didn't know I was going to be awake. I mean, I, well, you know, you, you, you're going to be twilighting, so you won't film it yourself, but you could have a, you know, a close confidant like one of your co-hosts just go in there with the phone, videotape the thing. Is that legal? I, I want close-ups of your face. Can you? If you're, your doc, yeah, it's legal. I, I filmed mine. And I think actually I'm only bringing it up because you've got, you know, so many followers that if someone was actually telling your story, uh, you know, at least whatever the doctor's comfortable being told. And if you're okay with it, I think it would actually open a lot of doors. Hmm. We'll send Amy with you. Are the, vo- the loser has yeah. to do it. Paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> in the wheel. Yeah. All yeah. right, Dr. Oz, thank you. That's something for sure we need to talk about. I mean, I've been open about it because I hope people actually go and if something ain't right, even before, I'm not supposed to get it yet. According to whatever I, I looked up on the internet, it's like 45 or 47 and I'm 41, but I'm like, hey, I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to share with my listeners why I'm doing it. So I think that's definitely something for us to talk about. So I appreciate that. That's the best screening test we have in medicine because not only does it diagnose problems, it treats them at the same time.
All right, Dr. Oz, everybody. Good to see you, Dr. Oz. God bless. Take care. This is Joe from Chicago on the voicemail line. Hey, I'm just calling to say or to let you know that Munye is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So no offense, <laughs> but it's dumb. No offense. No offense taken. No, it's dumb. I think Fryer's dumb. Fryer. Fryer's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, if we're going to pick dumb Fryer, I'm going to roll with dumb Munier. I like Fryer. Fryer's stupid. <laughs> I know, I like it. Munier's stupider. But it's just to play off how stupid Fryer is. Thanks, Joe. No offense taken. Uh, number two. Hey, show. I just wanted to call in and thank y'all for playing 20 questions on the post show. I have two daughters, 12-year-old and 7-year-old, and we have been playing that at dinner. Um, and it has been great for family time, lots of laughs. And so I just wanted to thank you all for reminding us about that great game because it has been a great joy to our family. Love what you do. Keep pimping joy. Thanks. Thank you very much for the call. One more. Vicki from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hi, Bobby Bones. Morning, studio. I have a morning cordy for Amy. Uh, why didn't the skeleton cross the road? Because he didn't have the guts. Okay, love you guys. There you go. Yeah, nice. The Bobby Bones Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you've ever been confused by mysterious transactions on your bank statement. All the time, every day. Well, yeah. And then I go, no, I have been to Sonic that many times. <laughs> well, so does Stevenson and Stasher have access to your... Uh, your bank card. <laughs> Why? Because this cybersecurity company put out that parents, it's likely their kids. Like if you've got a mystery payment between Apple Pay and PayPal accounts and just paying on your phone for anything, really. Like if you double click, know the password, kids can get on there mm. and just order things that you don't realize. And then it starts to add up like a $2.99 here or a $10.99 there. And it's your kids. I search my account probably every other day. Yeah. Just to go through and make sure that have been. And, and I'm every day I'm like. I don't recognize that. And then I get upset and I'm like, somebody stole my card. And then I start to do a little research and I realize, no, I buy that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost every time. But I do go to Sonic a lot. And I will say this about Apple Pay. It, you just put your credit card into your iPhone. It's the greatest and worst thing that's happened to being able to buy things online. Because now most sites have the ability to just push Apple Pay. Yep. And all you do is go double click on the side of the phone. Mm. comes right to your house. It's awesome and awful. Yeah, because <laughs> you have your shipping address already It's all loaded, there. Everything's ready. Address. Yeah, I will say I agree. It's like a, it's it's bittersweet. <laughs> I used to think PayPal was the best. But this is better than PayPal because I don't have to log in. I just go click, click, right in the check. All good. Oh, right in yeah. the check. Mm-hmm. Mm. I buy a lot of retro Arkansas stuff. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, that's what I've I do. I, that. I try to find it, and that's what I buy a lot of. <laughs> so Kane Brown recently tweeted that he just figured out that people had different grading scales in school. Like he had no idea, and I don't. I don't think I knew anybody did different than me. But we had ninety four and above was an A. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then that changed way later to ninety and above was an A. Yeah. Yeah. But it was ninety four for most of my, and everybody else was on ninety. It was like the payphone. The payphone was a quarter for most places, and then it was 35 cents, but it was always a dime in Arkansas, even when it was 25 and 35 cents everywhere else. Dang, a real dime. And so when I realized there were different scales, I was like, wow, you got to pay more than a dime for a payphone? So what was Kane Brown's scale? He said that his was uh, 90 to 100 was an A, uh, 80 to 89 was a B, 75 to 79 was a C, and then 70 to 74 was a D. Yeah. I Ours was always 70 up to 80. 80 to 90, 90, yeah. up to like, yeah. Same. Like you never I, got the D system in yours? I never got a D. Well, that, I, I know I know you never saw a D. I, I didn't even know what that part of town looked like. <laughs> I didn't go driving around. I didn't even go looking in there. What is the lowest grade you ever made? One time I got a C in college. Yeesh. 
I got one B in typing all through high school. It was my only B. And it was because I wasn't fast enough. And then in college, I struggled with French. And like French three, I went to my instructor and I was like, I, I'm not going to pass this class. Like, and I don't need this class. And I've worked hard at this class. And even as hard as I haven't worked, I'm working hard in my life. Like, you got to pass me. And so he gave me like a chance to go write a paper or something. And I did. And I got a C for the class. Wow. I probably didn't deserve it. But I went to the guy and I was like, look, man, I'm never using this. That meant please pass me. <laughs> In case you don't know French. No, that, no, no, I didn't know that. Is that all you Begged remember? <laughs> and I didn't know if he was going to pass me. And I was surprised when I saw a C. But I was like, look, man, I'm never going to use this. I was forced into this. We had to take a foreign language. That's yeah, well, hey, if anything, you're helping kids know that like to speak up and go talk to their teachers or professors and be like, hey, look, I'm never this is what I have this. going on in life. Yeah. I'm never going to use like, it. Look, man, me. I worked this morning. I had to be there at 6 a.m. I didn't finish until 10 p.m. And then I got to come and do this. I got to sit with this jabroni next to me. He's cheating off me. And I don't have any good grades either. The whole system was a mess. But I got through. I got to see. Thank you oh for asking. Oh, my. This reminds me. I We just found a bunch of money in my daughter's backpack, and someone paid her to do the homework. And it made oh, me think how, of you. That's how I made money my whole scholastic career. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A dollar a page. I didn't really know how to feel about it if I was like, love wow, it. that's awesome. Just love or it. like, stop doing that. And if her school's listening right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let her do it. Well, it no, ma- I don't it, think it makes gonna... her smarter, too, because I started doing people's homework two grades above me. So by the time I got to algebra, I was rocking it because I had to go study it myself. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't decided what hey, we're doing with it Hey, justice for Stashira is what I said. <laughs> okay. All right, what else? Uh, quickly, I have the top things that would make you want to change hotels immediately, and this seemed appealing to me because of Lunchbox and Abby's recent stay in Arkansas. A hair, not Arkansas. We don't say just to stay in Arkansas. <laughs> well, at a specific hotel in yes, a small a, town in Arkansas. Yes, that's what I meant. Don't be, don't be mean to my state. <laughs> I am not. Go ahead. Woo pig. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first of all, if the lobby's gross, people might just switch hotels entirely. I went into a hotel once and there were prostitutes in the, in the lobby. What? Did you leave? No. No, he stayed. I had to. I had nowhere else to go. The was, room, the rate was great. It was like 1230. <laughs> it was allergy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, if the lobby's gross, loud noises, stained carpets, a bad smell in general, disgusting bathroom or dirty sheets were out. Or... Every time we tour, where we stay, that yes. sounds like the description that's on exactly. the actual sign. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a nice hotel. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, is that it? Yep, maybe that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this woman and her husband, they were in the car. His name's Ron. He's 84 years old. And all of a sudden, his blood sugar level dropped drastically. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like he could go into shock, coma, worse. So she sees a McDonald's. And she's like, okay, I got to go in there, except for the restaurant part is closed, only the drive-through. There's cars in there. But finally, she gets to the intercom to order. And she's like, my husband's a diabetic. I need orange juice ASAP. Well, someone working at the McDonald's, James Dalpiez, he's the manager there. He heard the call come in over the intercom and heard what she needed. He's like, I got it. I got it. He got the orange juice. He took packets of sugar, dumped them into the orange juice. And other employees were like, what are you doing? And he ran it out to them. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. My aunt's a a diabetic. And we just need to get this man as much sugar as possible. Maybe like to order that drink though. That's pretty good. <laughs> orange juice with sugar packets. Yeah, orange juice with a bunch of sugar. Yeah, I just thought it was That's cool awesome. because that is awesome. nobody else would have known to add the extra sugar or to make it really like run it out there and get it to them so fast. Good to find that McDonald's too. Mm-hmm. And if the line wasn't all the way backed up. Yeah. Especially at breakfast time. <laughs> sometimes it's wrapped around the building. It's a lot of tell me something goods there. All right, that's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. <laughs>
so many people are hitting me up going, you say Squid Game is the best show of all time? I've actually made a list. I spent time thinking about it last night. In the next five minutes or so, I will give you the best five TV shows of my lifetime. I just need to lay it out there and be clear. Okay. I know I'm caught up in Squid Game. I think it's the greatest show. Yeah. But I will list out my favorite shows, okay? Okay. We'll do that in a second. Top three songs in country music right now at number three, Al Dean and Carrie Underwood, If I Didn't Love You. If I didn't love you, I'd be good by now. I'd be better than barely getting by I'm glad you didn't ask me to sing that. I wouldn't have. I don't either. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what's that. happening right now with music. I have no idea. <laughs> I, that we might be know. the first time I've heard that. No, it's not. We should. I hear. I listen. all. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I'm being sarcastic. Everything sounds the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true, too. And I... Lee Bryce, memory I don't mess with. That's a memory I don't mess with. The girl I was the best with. And number one, Jameson Rogers and Luke Combs, Cold Beer Callin' My Name. There's a cold beer callin' my name. Feel a good time coming, got a new... That's a good one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. And they, he sent us some uh, beer glasses and my kids drink out of them and it says whole beer calling my name on it and they're drinking like milk. I always have to do a double take. Like, I don't know if I should be letting them drink out of that. What's wrong with it? <laughs> it's just funny. It looks funny. It's like cold beer and it's milk. Do they know it says cold beer on it? Yeah, they sing it all the time. I guess daddy drinks a lot of beer at home. Well, they do and they know what it, beer is. Every night. Because gets, of daddy. gets angry. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. The number one pop song is from the kid Leroy and Justin Bieber, Stay. Those are your big songs right now. Over to Amy with the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. What do witches put in their hair? What do witches put in their hair? Scare spray. Good. <laughs> All Halloween. Yeah. That was the morning corny. I was talking about Squid Games and how it may be my favorite show of all time. So I've put together my top five favorite TV shows of all time because people demand it. Number five, all time. The first six seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah. It was so good. I love zombies. I love apocalypse. I love End of the World. Like, that was my jam. I could not wait for another episode. Then they changed showrunners, which is the person who's actually in control of the show, and it got dark, and, like, literally, you couldn't see the people. Oh, literally dark. Like, and the, yeah. Like, lighting. they started shooting it way darker, mm. and I can't see anyway. <laughs> and so I was like, this sucks. They lost you. <laughs> I was out. Not like, because of storyline. Just visually, I couldn't keep up anymore. So, but Walking Dead was just A-plus for so long. I put that at five. At number four, because the total time... Con- consumed Friends. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've watched so much Friends. I don't know that I would pick that right now. It's a top show to watch if I have every show in front of me, but I have to go with what I've watched the most and has brought me the most joy over my 41 years of life. And number four, it's Friends. And number three, the, the most trippy show I've ever seen, Half the Crap Ends Up Right, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love that. Wacky. That show... It's out there. ...turns you inside out because it's so out there, but it ends up being a lot of times for real. The social media episode where you only get clout and get to do stuff because you get more likes, that's what we're turning into. It could go on and on. That show is wild. <laughs> Black Mirror is at number three. At number two, The Squid Games. Oh, oh, oh. I had to think about it. I spent time thinking about it. 
It's so early. I know, but sometimes but you I just mean, know. You know how you meet somebody in life? I met Kayla and I was like, I, oh, this she's the one. It's like, it, it's like it just makes sense. <laughs> that was you in Squid like, Games? Squid, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> and, and everything about Squid Games I should not like. I don't like watching movies with subtitles. I don't like watching movies where they dub over. I don't like a lot of violence. I, I can handle it if everything else around it's good. But it was, I loved it. It took me an episode and a half to really like dial in and be like, this is my jam. But at number two, Squid Games. So that means Breaking Bad's out. Yeah. Didn't yeah, make because the top five. we know the number one. Right. Number one's easy. And yeah. the, the fact that yeah. I've just been insulting it by saying Squid Games is my favorite show, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to The Office. Yeah. Because it is, without a doubt, far above anything else. The number one show of my lifetime, to me, is The Office. Thank you all. Yeah. You're welcome. If Squid Games puts out like another season, then we got to talk. <laughs> is Breaking Bad at like six? I'm going to have Breaking Bad at the top like 12. Oh, okay. wow. I'd also put in, in no order, uh, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, uh, The Boys on Amazon, mm. which I love that show. Fresh Prince, Golden Girls. Three's Company? Um, no. No. No, no, no. I really enjoy Yellowstone, though. Yeah. Eesh. And some of this may be just because it's been newer. Maybe top 100 on that one. Did you ever watch Mad Men? No. Oh. Ted Lasso's close, oh, but it's only yeah. two episodes, two seasons. And season two hasn't been as good as season one. It's not. But still, it's, it's been still really good. good. Yeah. I would compare it to Ted Lasso in its season that hasn't been as good is still better than most every show. Yes. I would compare it to Casey Musgrave's latest album. It's not my favorite record that she's done. It's actually probably my least favorite, but it's still better than almost every other record. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just think she's the best. Mm-hmm. And this last record, it's like, eh. But I'm such a big fan that I'm like, even a meh from her is like better than 95% of the other crap out there. You know? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Same thing Ted, with Ted, Ted Lasso, Lasso season is, two. Yeah, he's just awesome. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air. Your chance to win $100 cash. Yeah! And a lot of shows give it to the listeners. Not us, we give it to each other. <laughs> no, no, we keep it in the family. <laughs> Maybe this ends up morphing into a listener bit, but we're just making sure we know how to do this first. So it's my own money. Another thing, most shows have money to give away from their company. Not us. Not us. I have to do my own money here. So, Amy, Eddie, Morgan, Raymundo, your chance to win cash and who wants to be a hundred air. Mm-hmm. Amy, pick a number one through a hundred. Twenty-five. We have a 100-sided dice. Eddie? Close my eyes and I see 87. Morgan? That was my number. Sorry. Really? Oh, yeah. 65. Raymundo? 64. Oh, he did wow. prices right Price style. One dollar. <laughs> All right, here we go. The number is? My 87. 95. What? So that's, is that me? That would the be highest? Eddie. Oh. Yeah! Let's go! Let's make $100 today. <laughs> Eddie, you're first. Come on. And who wants to be a 100 air? Mm. Now, we are going to give you three lifelines, okay? Okay. But these lifelines are a little different because if you mess up the lifeline, you actually lose as well. All right. So if I ask you a question you don't know it, you have three options here. One, you can ask a friend in the studio. Now, they can give you an answer. You don't have to take it. But you can ask anybody in the studio, not me or Mike D. Okay, because we did the game. Got it. Number two can be a coin flip. If you don't know it, you can call for the coin flip. And if it lands on the side that you say, it's considered a correct answer. But the wrong side, you lose. Really? Uh-huh. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Or... We move that trash can to right here on the stage, and you get a paper wide throw at it. <laughs> and if you make it, that also counts. I like that. So you got three options here as your. Okay. Are you ready to play? Who wants to be a hundred air? Yes, I am, Bones. Let's go. Let's do the one dollar question. Yes. The popular children's song 
It's raining. It's pouring. Mentions an old man doing what? Uh, Bones, I'm going to go with he's snoring. It's raining. It's pouring. The old man is snoring. That is correct. There he is. Yes. By the way, there are no multiple choices here. Would you like to go to the $5 question or keep your $1? I would like to go to the $5 question, Bones. Uh, if you just quit at $1, <laughs> worst segment ever. Well, we go to commercial. Right. <laughs> it's over. Your $5 question. In the United States, what is traditionally the proper way to address a judge? I've never been to court, but I'm going to go with your honor, Bones. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. The answer is... Your Honor. Yes! Now, you can sit at $5, Eddie. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that, though. Or you can go to the $10 question. Bones, I think I'm going to go with the $10 question! Let's go! Let's go! Okay. What country did Scotch originate? I mean, the obvious would be Scotland, because it's Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. Now, remember, you have three options if you're not sure. You can ask a friend, you can shoot a paper wad, or you can flip a coin. I feel like this is so easy, but I don't know 100%, so I would like to ask a friend. Okay, the $10 question he's going to use is uh, ask a friend. Now, you only have four friends in here. Do you have a friend in here that knows uh, about... Oh, out of these four? Uh-huh. I can't go in the glass room? You can go to, no, no, you oh, can't. Oh, yeah, glass room. Amy, Morgan, Raymundo. Scuba. Or Scuba Steve. You got it. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Scuba Steve. Scuba, you haven't seen these questions, right? That's the thing. I was going to say, I probably shouldn't play because I know all the answers. No. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm out of this okay. game. I apologize. Well, then, well, then I, I don't know if I can phone You a need friend. to flip a coin or something. <laughs> scotch. But it, Scotch should be from Scotland, right? It's Scotch. Hey, are French fries from France? No. That's, that's what's throwing me off. They're not? Hmm. I have no idea. Maybe I just asked that. So. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would think. I, I don't think any of these people know the answer. You don't think Ray knows it? No, no chance. If it's <laughs> if it's about seltzers, yes. Scotch, no way. Where's Michael? The ten dollar question. <laughs> what country did Scotch originate? Oh, all right. Scotch, the drink. Yes. What? It, well, I just thought of Scotch tape. <laughs> well, I'm not going with Amy then. All right, Bones. I'll just answer it. I want to go Scotland. Final answer. The $10 question. Oh my gosh, don't lose this one. What country did Scotch whiskey come from? He says it's Scotland. The answer is Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. Scotland. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! That's $10, baby. That's $10. Would you like to move to the $20 question or just take your $10? $20? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I want to move to $20. Let's go. A person who is not a banker Mm -hmm. and lends money at an extremely high interest rate is known as what? A person who's not a banker and lends money at an extremely high interest rate. Be a loan officer? Mm, I don't know, Bones. I'm going to have to phone a friend. Okay. You know you're going to Ray on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who borrows money all the time? Ray. Uh, No, I'm going to go with Amy. Amy, what do you think that is? I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was a loan shark. For the $20 question, a person who is not a banker and lends money 
at an extremely high interest rate is known as what? Amy says loan shark. Now, you don't have to take that. Yeah, loan shark. I mean, I'm. Ba- he also went like, not a banker. So it makes me think like it's like a, your tone, if, if you're not tricking us, was a little bit like it's a shady thing. And listen, I don't know exactly. Is a loan shark, are they the people that loan it? Or are they the people that, no, they, they go after the people to get the money? She said a loan shark, Eddie. Yeah, she did. Well, is it? I mean, it's not a lender. That's a, like a basically like a banker. banker. I don't yeah. think they're doing it at high rates. Like a loan shark would be someone that's like gouging you. Who wants to be a hundred air? Yeah. That's your question. Just for twenty bucks. Too. A person who is not a banker and lends money at an extremely high interest rate is known as what? Uh, All right, I'm going to trust my friend Bones. I'm going to go. You oh. feel confident, Amy? I mean, it's the only thing I can. I think it could be. Unless there's a more, um, like a, if that's the. Like a more formal. Formal, yeah. Like Loan Shark is the slang for what this is. But I don't know. What uh, could the, it be a bookie? No. A, well, that's a bookie the, would that's be the gambling. gambling guy, yeah. This could be. Low, you, you need money for anything. A bookie makes bets for you le- illegally. All right, let's just go Loan Shark. Final answer. The answer is Loan Shark! Yeah! You and me! You're welcome. No problem. Okay. $50 question, Eddie? Oh my gosh, yes. Are you in? Yes, 100%. The $50 question. It's mm, a lot of money. Eddie, what's the square root of 144? Now, you know I'm not good at square roots. For, fi- <laughs> For $50, what's the square root of 144? I should have saved that for you. You should. Amy. I could phone yeah. you in right now. Yeah. Does he get a bonus phone, a friend? He doesn't, but he can do two things if he doesn't know it. Oh, you no. You know this. I do? Yes. 144? Yes. Hey, hey, hey. We're not, we're not a friend anymore. Oh, sorry. You're out. <laughs> Amy's not my friend that, anymore. We've disconnected that call. Sorry. 144. So it's like it's like a six times six is... You're on the clock now at 15 seconds, Eddie. Now, you do have a coin flip here. 50-50. Mm-hmm. Or I can shoot a paper wad into a basket. Did you just you lose the coin? You might have to shoot the basket because Bobby lost the quarter. <laughs> <laughs> You're just messing again. around over there. $50 on the line. Eddie, for 50 bucks, the square root of 144. Mm. I just don't even want to mess this up by guessing because I have zero clue what that is. Um, so I'd like to flip a coin. Oh, we'd like to flip a coin. Okay. 50-50. I mean, it's, that's way better than my guess. Eddie, would you like heads or would you like tails? Bones, you know me. I, I don't know. I don't know you which well enough you to want? know which one you're you going to pick. You know me, guys. I always go tails. Okay. Oh, I didn't know don't that. Don't know what that means. <laughs> Amy, you'll be the judge. Yes, I will. Eddie has picked tails. There's the flip. <laughs> Come on, Amy. Come on, Amy. Come on, Amy. Come on, Amy. Tails. Tails. Oh! Oh! It's $50. Yeah. Okay. Now, Let's go. There are only two questions left. Yeah. Okay, but also, so Eddie learns here, the square oh root of 144 is 12. That's correct. Okay, I'll write that down. Thank you. There's a $75 question remaining here, and you do have one lifeline. I have a headache. It's a, a He has a lifeline? Yes, the, the paper basket, one. The basketball. The, oh, sorry. Okay, I was thinking the phone friend. Okay. Would you like the $75 question? Yes, I would, Bones. Wow, we're getting so close. Mm-hmm. And I don't think these two questions are that hard, honestly. Really? They're harder, but I don't think they're 
unattainable. But you're really smart, so that means nothing. Depends yeah, but he, he he can measure it based on you. An IP address is you as a unique address that identifies a device on the internet. Are you familiar with an IP address? I've heard, I've heard of it, yes. What does IP stand for? Internet property, maybe? IP address. Internet property. Intellectual property. That's not it. I don't know. Again, I'm just, I'm not confident enough. I, I don't know. I would guess internet property. I'm gonna go ahead and get this ready. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Yeah, so tighten, tighten it up, Mike. If you'll move that trash can right over here by the stage, I think I'm gonna have to use my last lifeline and shoot, we'll a, shoot a paper wad. Yeah. Okay. If you miss this, I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> hey, that's far, guys. That's far. Eddie, it's a seventy-five dollar question. Nice. Are you ready, Eddie? No. Okay, he's now getting. Don't don't shoot it wait, already. Wait. Oh, hey, oh. guys, relax. Okay, okay he's ch checking his form out here. Oof. For seventy-five dollars. Is there any way we can move that other way? It is way? twisted so it's, no, a little bit. No, it is what yeah, it is. It's oh. a rectangular basket. It exists basket. how it exists. It's not really a circular basket. Don't okay. stand up. Don't follow, nah, through, follow through. Follow through. Hey, hey, put your hand in the Don't cookie jar. Don't forget to arch. Are we ready? Ooh, hold on, hold on. Don't shoot it yet. Yeah, 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 I, might, yeah. I might leave this short. <laughs> Do you want to guess instead? Uh, in, what did I say? Internet property? You, you, if he misses it, he's done. It's done, yes. done. Yeah, I... Which do you have more faith in? That answer or shooting the basket? Shooting the basket. It's a small trash can. What oh my gosh, I probably have the right answer, don't I? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Are you going to shoot the basket? Declare. I've declared that I'm going to shoot the basket. What do you think the answer was? Oh my gosh, it's internet property. He said property, but or is he already decided he's shooting? He's shooting. So we can talk about it. Yeah. Because for me, your IP address gives away your position. So I don't know that it means property, but like, doesn't it? They, or it's your internet position. Internet, well, no, maybe you, Morgan, they can you just know? track where no, your IP I don't. is. Okay. What gives so away? Yeah, it's internet protocol. Protocol. Oh, okay. thank goodness. Okay. Whew, good job. Eddie, are you ready to shoot? I'm ready, Bones. Here we go. Hey, We're... listen. Are you gonna are you gonna crumble like a cookie? Stop it. Are you gonna be? Is the cookie gonna crumble? This is where I just I zone him out. I'm not even listening to what he's saying. Three, two, one. Shoots. Misses. Oh, misses. So he misses and he has lost all of his wow. money. What? We need like a, a sad <laughs> clip. Dang that. Oh no. That hurt. Dun, dun, dun. That hurt a lot. You I want no money. Well, better luck next time, everybody, as we play another game of Who, Who Wants, wants to, to Be a Hundredaire? We'll see you next time. <laughs> that was not fun. Oh. You had 75 bucks. Dude, I had it in my hands. You just could have taken it and ran. I could smell it. No, I wasn't going to settle for 75 I could have been the first 100 air. Well, the, the you would have been the first $1 air, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I could have been the first anything. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I just tried to shoot paper wad. All right, thanks, Bones, for the opportunity. I okay. just, I failed. Do you like that game? Love yeah. it. Do you want to give another run tomorrow, maybe? Sure. Yes. Scuba, another run tomorrow or no? I'm down for it. Let's do it. That was fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> when you buy a house, you feel like you want to know everything that's happened in that house. Most everything. Well, like flood know. damage, yes. murder. Yes. And that was to go flood damage to murder. It's a big jump. <laughs> yeah. But you really want to know what's happened. Yeah, but because if I if someone's murdered, I don't know that I'll buy it. A couple bought a house outside of D.C. without knowing that there was an alleged case of like possession that inspired the movie The Exorcist. 
So it's haunted? Yeah. Inspired that movie? That's crazy. Whoa. That's intense. I'm out. Here are the homeowners talking about the situation. When our realtor called us and told us we got it, I Googled it and that I think I screamed. I think we definitely looked up whether or not, like, a prior possession was an escape cause from a house under contract and realized that it wasn't. Honestly, the first thing I thought was, oh, God, this is going to tank our resale value. <laughs> and then true. the next thought I had was, maybe I better rewatch that, start learning more about what it is that we just bought. And, and also, I had no idea that that was even based on a real story. Me either. Crazy. But she's right. Like, now that it's out, like, they're risking going to the news. I would be like, Honey, be quiet. Don't talk about this. But it depends who wants to buy it, though. Yeah, but what? the market's much smaller for exercise buyers. <laughs> yes. Like, you might right. get more from somebody, but they're, where are they? The buyers are not worried because, quote, demons are not attached to locations. They're attached to people. Oh, well, that's good. Well, that's not a risk I'm willing to take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they left for the people bones. They're no. not there anymore. The story is in 1949, a 14-year-old boy was said to be possessed by a demon at his Maryland home. The details were all in the reports at the time. The cold room, the furniture flipped over, priests called. It was 1949. I don't believe any of this. Oh, man. If there's not footage of it on a cell phone, I don't believe it anymore. Yeah, Have I mean, you, like, I don't think that's real, but I still don't, I don't want to live it. there. I agree. I'm not buying the house because yeah. it, other people will be freaked out and they would go, oh, this is the house where there was a, an exorcism? I'm out. You ever seen the movie? No. I don't watch scary movies. Yeah, me either. Decades later, Georgetown University student William Peter Blatley heard the story Learned about it, wrote the novel, turned it into a movie. Mm. So they bought the house and didn't know. Mm. Why your old yeah. story? But anything that happened, like, you know when a house settles? Even if a house has been built five years, our house still settles sometimes. And it's not a new house. You hear, I would think every single time it's a demon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because of the book. Yeah, it's already planted in my head. Police in Connecticut are looking for a person that stole a 2022 Lexus RX350 from a church parking lot yesterday. And not just because they stole it, because there was a kid inside. Oh, no. No word from police on if the thief realized there was a kid when he took it, but the one-year-old boy was taken out of the car and left on the side of the road by the thief. So they found the kid? They have the kid. Okay. Authorities are looking for help identifying the thief, but again, the kid was found safe. Golly. If you're the judge, do you give him a little bit of break because he's let the kid out? He did the right thing. Half of the right thing. Well, you you are able to, when you start that dialogue with them once they're arrested, you're like, hey, I know you have a heart. Look at what you're able to do. Now go to jail and prove to me that you can get out and, like, he can earn his way Amy, you'd out. be a good judge. I just feel like you you need to remind him. You're like, there's the a seed heart. in yes. there. There's yes. a seed. You didn't want to hurt that kid. Look at that. Look, let's watch it grow together in jail. Yeah. <laughs> For 30 years. Doom, doom, doom. But you have opportunity to yep. get out early based on good behavior. The guy also ditched the car then afterward. But how about that? That's a nice car. They're rolling up into church in a 2022 <laughs> Lexus RX 350. Come on. You better put some money in the offering plate then if you got <laughs> n- Maybe enough money did. for that car. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Last weekend, World War II veteran Koi Shu celebrated his 100th birthday. But his granddaughter, she's part of a Jeep club, 
It's called Carolina Cruising for Jeeps, and I think it's a Facebook club. And so she, all her friends got together. They organized a cool parade consisting of 40 Jeeps, like 10 cop cars, and a bunch of motorcycles, and they all drove by Grandpa to celebrate him happy birthday. That's cool. And it's also 100. Yes. And I love Jeep people. I'm a Jeep person, dude, and I would like love to just be part of that little parade. My Jeep. Beep, beep. I was watching a TikTok that goes, did you know Jeeps can do this? And in the front, I had a Jeep for a long time. Yeah. In the front, it was just full of mud. The, the gas pedal, the brake, all the floorboard, all full of mud. And, and so they go and they pull this little plug out, and they take a water hose and squirt it into the Jeep. And there's a, it's just a drain. Yeah. And then it all drains out. And it's clean again. Yeah, there's a bunch that. of drains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm a Jeep guy. I know that stuff. I remember driving, and it started raining on me. With, I didn't have a top on, like pouring. And it was in standing water, basically. And then you just get home and go, boop, boop, drains out. Pretty cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love it. That's a good story, though. They did a lot for that guy. He deserves it. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Let's go to the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A guy in Texas has been sentenced to 15 months in prison for posting hoaxes on Facebook that falsely claimed he had paid someone with COVID-19 to lick items at two grocery stores in San Antonio. Wow. Mm. Guy must be bored. Yeah. Or totally. lonely. Well, now he's really going to be lonely. Is he? In jail. Yeah, well, is he? <laughs> maybe not. The 40-year-old man identified by prosecutors as Christopher Charles Perez posted his hoaxes back in August, uh, April of 2020 during the early months of the pandemic and wanted to scare people away from visiting stores, according to the Justice Department. They were circulated on Facebook, reported to the FBI. He was convicted in June on two counts. Here we go. Here's what he wrote. PSA! Exclamation. My homeboy's cousin has COVID-19 and has licked everything for the past two days because we paid him to. Well, that was just a joke, wasn't it? Some jokes over. Yeah, the hopes. <laughs> but, like, when he gets to jail, it's like, what are you in for? Yeah, that's not good. It's not a good story. Yeah. Now he's going to jail for yeah. it. Wild. I know. That, here's the thing about jail. <laughs> oh, please tell us. Because <laughs> you know this how? Here's the thing about jail. I had a lot of family members in jail. A lot. Most. <laughs> Most of my family's been in jail at some point. It obviously wrecks your life. But think about this. This guy's probably got a job. He's got to go like, hey, he's like going to lose his job probably. Yeah. Like, I got to go to jail. Not because he's going to jail, but because he can't work anymore. His bills. He's going to pay his bills. And then he's going to be a felon when he gets out. So it's going to be hard to get a job again. And then, I know it sounds fun. You watch the prison shows. <laughs> Does not sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. It looks glamorous when you watch Oz. But no, it ain't fun. Yeah, that stinks. A Facebook message gets you put in jail. Uh, next up. And I don't know. Maybe I just don't care that much about Adele. But everybody's freaking out that Adele is putting out new music. I mean, I like, hello, hello from hello. the other side. It's me. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a jam, but so I don't good. just sit around and wait for Adele music. I like it. I don't know. I don't know. I like Adele, but everybody's, uh, you know, ready to go because Adele is going to post new music. She unveiled a new music clip as she teases 10 seconds of a new track called Easy On Me. Here's a clip. On this clip. Oh, there's not? This is how I'd picture it going. Go ahead. Are you easy on me? Well, wow. Do you love me too? Cause you left. Now I'm sad and I think that I want you back. Are you easy on me? 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 Are
easy on me. Boom. Then the orchestra Dang. comes in. Oh, wow. That made no sense. Yeah. Are you, are you easy on me? Yeah, I think so. Okay, do it. Hit another one. Yeah, it's easy on me. I got a maid. Cause she does the dishes and she sweeps the floor and I can do everything myself. Cause it's easy on me. That makes more sense. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good eat. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but there's got to be a part where she goes really high. It's Adele. So, she, so oh, great. I can do that, that part. Yeah. I go. Easy! <laughs> Easy! <laughs> I can't even try it. Don't blow my voice out. Okay, well, Adele's got new music. Uh, she is putting out music on the 15th. Yeah, people are freaking out. Is it easy on me? Sorry, do another one. Is it easy on me? Maybe that's my range. Maybe that's... I should sing up here. Falsetto? Okay. It's easy for me now that I don't use toilet paper. I use a bidet. Oh. There are all the things that are easy for you. Yeah. I like it. Oh, oh, one more, one more. Is it easy on me? (laughs) I got a step ladder for the pantry. Now I can reach the things up high without you. And then it's all sad because he left. Oh, wow. Because it's easy on me. Watch it sound just like that. Oh, play this back when that song comes out. Okay, there you go. There's that one. Uh, what else is happening here? Well, we got a few stories about Brian Laundry as they still cannot find this guy. I'm shocked oh they can't gosh. find this guy. The parents of Gabby Petito described in detail the moments when they heard the news that her remains were believed to have been found. And they say, I believe 100% he is still alive and he is hiding because he is a coward, flat out. These are their words. Mm. I could use some other words, but I can't use them on the show, they said. Anyone that lived in that house is a coward, and they don't know how to stand up for their actions. So that's her parents talking about him and his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you see, like, I guess his sister was interviewed? Mm-mm. or so? Oh, yeah. They were, like, asking her what she knows. She's like, if I knew something, I'd tell you. <laughs> when my cousin was running from the law in prison, they cops called me, and they were like, where is he? If I knew something, I would tell you. I'm not protecting him. Yeah. It's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. He's on, it's a national manhunt looking for a guy with my same last name who I am. It's my first cousin. And like, have you been harboring him? <laughs> Come over to the house. Yeah. Take a look. <laughs> look. <laughs> go like anywhere you want, man. I, got, I haven't seen him in years. But he is blood. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you... Do you think I'm going to risk everything that I have going on here to hide somebody I haven't seen in 15 yeah. years? No. Yeah, but family. Family's close. <laughs> Not mine. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird situation because they were kind of pressing me like I knew something. But sometimes I think they press even if they know you don't know. Once, when someone threatened the president and said they were me, they locked me in a room. Have I told the story on the air? I don't, I don't know about so. on the air. Once, somebody made a fake account on a, a message board and threatened the president. Not our current president, not our last president. The one President before. Obama. Okay. And all of a sudden, Secret Service shows up at work and yanks my skinny butt off the air. And they were like, you need to get off the air. And I was like, <laughs> okay, what? They're like, no, now. And I'm like, what are you talking about, badge? Okay, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That's it in the Bobby Bone Show. And they put me in a room and they papered off all the windows in the wall. And they were like, we need to know if you said this, this, this. And if you did, what was your motivation? And at this point, I'm scared, and I start to go, dang, did I say it? I, it was stuff that yeah, I would you never— You say so ex- much, though. Like- but it was—right. Like, I just talk for hours, and then I go <laughs> home and say stuff. And so then I talk for hours and hours, and I knew—but I, I just wouldn't ever say the things that this person had said. 
especially about the president, especially publicly, even privately. I just, that's just not what I say. And they really gave me the business for a while. Scared me. I thought I was going to Guantanamo. Oh, man. I was like, well, this is it for me. Could you see where sometimes people just eventually end up being like, okay, I yes. guess I did it. If you, it absolutely. Yeah. Well, they go for hours sometimes. And I was like, guys, I didn't do this. I don't know who did this. I don't know what you want from me. And they were like, okay, we're good. We, we know. We kind of know. We know who did it anyway. We're just making sure. Oh. <laughs> You're like, well, cool. thank you. That was All basically that what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but they're thorough. Like, I, I respect the crap out of them. They came in. Asked every single question they could ask about it. I answered it. I still felt scared. I felt scared. Yeah. I mean, I feel scared if it's like, you know, shop with a cop. And you go and you <laughs> shop for toys. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm about to go to jail. I don't know what I did. But uh, but it was scary because they put me in a room and, like, held me there for a while and Weird. asked me all these questions. Uh, but I, I didn't I didn't do it. Good. For the, Good. And then they went and got, went to the person who did it. And it was just somebody lonely and angry on the Internet looking for attention. Dang. Which is basically... Which they had to cover up the windows because it was at work. Because they were beating, they they were beating me. The, no, but I mean, I guess because people could like see in they those conference you. rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They just, they covered it up because people would be like, what's happening in, mm-hmm. that, in that room? I mean, because when I was, my hands were tied behind my back in that chair. No, they weren't. Oh, Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they played metal music to torture you? <laughs> it's like the old Qaddafi <laughs> stuff where they're playing it outside their house. No, it was actually fine. I was just scared to death. But they did. As soon as that threat happened, they came and because the person was posing as me, came right to me first. Uh, finally, I'm telling you it was him. A 911 call was released of a hiker who says, no doubt he was stopped in his car by Brian Laundry, As he said, this person was acting funny and talking about how much his girlfriend loved him. Hmm. Well, lots of stories of people, people seeing Brian Laundry. Like, That's not the same guy? Mm-mm. Different guy. And then a TikToker flew a Justice for Gabby banner outside of the laundry residence. Hmm. Justice, the number four, Gabby. The stunt cost Justin Shepard $2,550, which he received from his followers. Oh, well, come on. Use your own money if you're going to get credit oh, for it. Oh, like he, an airplane flew it? Uh, that little Over? thing in the background. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. That's what's up. What did we learn here today? Don't go to jail <laughs> for sure. That's I'm one. Like, a lot. Yeah. Um, Adele has a new song called mm-hmm. Make, it, Make easy it Easy on me. About a ladder in her pantry. And a bidet. Hey, trust me, it's one of those thoughts. And then two, don't threaten, don't, don't threaten the president in any way whatsoever. No. Not even as a joke. Don't threaten COVID. Don't threaten anything like that because you will get in trouble. It's a PSA here. Got it. All right, we feel good? Yeah. Well, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. On the phone in College Station, Texas, looks like Dory. Hi, Dory. Hi there. How are y'all? Doing pretty good. What's going on with you? Uh, just hanging out this morning, getting ready to go to work here shortly. Well, I appreciate you calling. What can I do for you? Well, yesterday, y'all were talking about cameras and listening devices. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to share something that happened Monday evening uh, at my house that was really freaky. Um, I don't usually have Alexa plugged in. We have an Alexa. I don't plug it in, you know, just because you never know. But I was getting ready for a group of ladies to come to my house that evening for Bunko. And I was making food and spending a lot of time in the kitchen. So I plugged it in so I could listen to music. We had the group of ladies here. The night ended. We served tacos. And the friend that was here helping me 
post it, opened the fridge as we were cleaning up and said, oh no, I forgot to set out the guacamole. I'm so upset. And I said something like, oh, bummer. I can't believe we forgot to set it out. And Alexa said, it'll be all right. Yeah, she does Literally that. Literally <laughs> chimed into our conversation. Mm-hmm. We didn't use the word Alexa, mm. nothing. She just chimed into our conversation and said, it'll be all right. And she and I both looked at each other, and I immediately went and unplugged it. And just really weird. What were you going to say? Well, I think that somehow she must have heard her name, the box, because it's like maybe you said something that sounded kind of like her because she or that's a malfunction. Here's my theory. (laughs) Alexa's always listening. Oh, yeah. Alexa only responds when you say her name because Alexa's listening for things, too, that can tell you that can send you ads and other devices on your computer. So Alexa's always listening. And you can go at the end of the day, too. There's an option. It popped up on my Alexa the other day to where I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. It says, want to ask me to delete everything I heard today? <laughs> you can say, yeah. da, 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 delete everything you heard today. And apparently she'll wipe it clean. In the fine print, though, I looked at that. It says JKJK, not deleting it. JKJK, storing it somewhere just in case. I don't know. I thought that bar was weird. Yeah, I I think, Dory, yes, it is creepy. And two, Alexa's always listening. It just only responds when you say that word. Mm -hmm. You know what's weird, too, on those is the drop-ins, where you can, if if you have a, like, say you and I had accounts. If you shared your account with me, like, I could set you up as one of my drop-ins, and I could drop in on you anytime. What do you mean drop in? Like, listen well, to like, him? You can come on no, my Alexa? My, okay, so, example, we have this with my sister. I think my daughter set it up with one of her kids, but my my daughter can be like, hey, drop in on Cece, and it, it her kitchen just shows up. And one day, I, like, saw her son, like, making cereal, and I'm like, no. Southie, what are you doing? He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, it was so weird. And I was so like, if you set it up, it's like a FaceTime that automatically connects. Yes. It automatically drops in. Like, there's times wow. where Stashira will drop in on my sister unannounced, and it's in her kitchen. And but, I'm like. I'm butt neck in the kitchen, and Eddie comes on. <laughs> hey, man. But I mean, if, I someone, <laughs> if someone had all the information, they could set up a drop in on you. Dory, thank you for the call. That is de- that, that's definitely weird. It's To me, it's not surprising, but it's definitely weird. I mean, it's also thoughtful and kind. Of Alexa? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> it's going right. to be okay. That's true. I didn't think about the <laughs> compassionate part of yeah. AI. Wow. Dory, have a good day. All right. Well, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. This guy named Weston, he's 39 years old. He's been eating a raw meat diet for three years. It's like raw chicken, too. Disgusting. What? Chicken. Wait, salmonella. Uh, yeah, salmonella. Say goodbye. Say hello. <laughs> wow. Just, I didn't know you could do that. Um, oh, salmonella. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, it? Salmonella. Salmonella yeah. is what I say. Not salmonella. <laughs> salmonella. Whatever. Despite concerns from some people, he says he never once has been sick or unwell. What? Even though one of the raw meats he eats is chicken. And raw chicken has been linked to salmonella. He started the diet when he started feeling brain fogginess, decreased energy, eczema. I have all of that. No. I come in with a... There's no way you will eat a raw chicken. No way. 20 that, bucks. That would be so <laughs> No, even $20, you would not do it. We're talking beef, liver, brains, poultry, brains. other animal organs, all uncooked. He says he's in better health physically and mentally than at any other point in his life. Good for him. He says him. he's eaten hundreds of pounds of raw chicken, has never even gotten close to being sick. 
That's wild. I saw yeah. a picture of his plate. It, it's like when you buy it from the grocery store in the pack, and it's raw. Oh. That, ugh. <sighs> he does must that have a really just, strong stomach. Does that mean he can just eat an animal? Yeah. yeah. Like, he could just kill the animal and then eat it right then. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Which that, is kind of cool, I guess. Put it that way. I don't know about that. I mean, even caveman would put it over fire. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. But we do eat raw fish, I guess. Sushi. We had sushi yeah. last night for dinner. There you go. Well, people we uh, do it. Beef tartar. I don't like, I, yeah. People yeah, eat tartar. raw. And I never. I, what is tartar? Steak. It's raw cow. Raw cow. Oh. Tartar. But is it fully raw? Because I've yes. had tartar before, and I'm and I don't. I never know what tartar is. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like tartar sauce. I'm like tartar, no. Tartar. <laughs> I mean, I've watched my dad make it. I'll and take I don't, the chicken strips with the tartar sauce. <laughs> Yeah. That's not what it is. But how do you make it if it's raw? You you buy a particular sl- cut of meat and then you slice into it. Voila! Steak tartare. And for sure I'm saying like a redneck. We all are. <laughs> tartar. It's probably like steak tartare. Steak tartare is a meat dish made from raw ground beef or horse meat. It's horse. usually wait, wait, served wait, wait. with onions, capers, pepper, Worcestershire sauce, and other seasonings. Often presented at the dinner separately. It's often served with a raw egg yolk on top of the dish. But it, I guess that's part of the animal that's safe to eat. Will you look at okay, safe? Okay, but here's the thing. Mike, you it, can click ha- that one that says, is it safe to eat, eat tartare? Right there, under people also ask. Steak tartare is safe to eat as long as it's prepared po- properly and handled safely. Always choose high-quality beef when making beef tartare. Yes. Let your butcher know the steak will be eaten raw. They'll be sure to give you really fresh, lean steak. Gross. And it can be horse, you said. Can it be chicken tartare? Mm. I think. Maybe that's what this guy's eating. If, I think you can. Look, not as cool. You, you can have. I guess it must. Tartare must mean raw because you can have salmon tartare, tuna tartare. So this guy's eating all tartare. tartare. This guy's tartare all the time. <laughs> Okay, but sorry, I didn't know tartar tartar was just a ground thing because I know that my dad had served a. What is it if you just slice it and it's like a strip of meat? Yeah, what's that? And you put it. It's, it's usually in charcu- charcuterie boards. No, that's, that's not it. That's not raw. Well, that's called a cracker. That's like um, <laughs> that's salami cheese. or something. Yeah, but anyway. For everybody listening for the first time, <laughs> we have you. We're idiots. Exquisite we're not taste. Fancy. Yes, we're idiots. <laughs> Um, so anyway, he eats raw meat, which, yeah. and that when I looked at his plate for his dinner, it looks like when you buy chicken at the grocery store. Wow. In the packet. It's styrofoam bottom and over Ooh. the top. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. And he's ripped up. Oh, I can't look at that anymore. Uh, let's go to Christina in Kyle, Texas, who was on the phone. Christina, how are you? Good. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Woo. Hey, okay, I have a question. What happened to you guys doing the morning draft? Nothing happened. We just had a lot of them for a while, and we chilled for a bit. We can probably get another one on if you want. Yes, I do want. You missed the drafts? And yeah, we started doing it at work, and I was hoping that you guys could give me some official rules. Go ahead. What's the ruling? Well, my rule is that the goal is you want the most votes on your list. Okay. But some of my coworkers are saying I'm making the rules up. Making the rules up as I go. Yes, that too. Both. I'd say both of those are happy. But you get but all rules are made as you go, right? So make the rule and that's it. Don't change it. Every rule in life so, is never made on the go. Is the goal that you want the most votes? Yeah. Okay. For Fair us, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. And that's we made that we up as we went too. Mm-hmm. And everybody's pretty fine with it. Yeah. Just yeah. to figure out what works best for y'all. Make sure that you're having fun though. Nah, it's about you winning. <laughs> Less about fun, more about winning. No, office camaraderie. 
Okay. Um, yeah, yep. that's, well, we'll do one tomorrow the next day, okay? Okay, cool. Awesome. Hey, is there any chance you guys would be interested in voting in our current draft? Let me hear what you, Well, there's a lot, but we can try. Go ahead. What's the category? It's cartoons. How okay. fun. Did you guys ever do cartoons? I don't I don't think we did cartoons fully. It's a good one, so. though. Um, okay, how many people are drafting? Because it could get complicated if there's a lot of people. Okay, there's six drafts, but we have two in the lead. So can we just do the two in the lead? Do the two in the lead. I like that. Go ahead. Don't tell us who if one of them's you or not, though, okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Okay, so the first list is Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, and Scooby-Doo. Okay. The second list is Rugrats, Ninja Turtles, and Doug. Mm. So the first one's Tom and Jerry. Flintstones. Flintstones and Scooby-Doo. Those are old school. Yeah. Then it's Rugrats, Doug, and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, That's tough. I don't. I don't feel like it's my personal uh, preference here. Obviously, to me, it's not tough because I like the old school ones better. Yeah. So I go Tom and Jerry, Scooby Doo, Flintstones. I spent more time watching those. So I'm going with that first one. You? I go Ninja Turtles, Doug, and whatever else. Um, what a terrible pick. All right. That is not. <laughs> I'm with you, Bones. I go with the first one just because I know those, really. Grew up with those. Why'd you pick Rugrats? Do, 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 do. No, I, I like didn't. I didn't pick Rugrats. I picked Ninja Turtles and Doug. And Rugrats. Yeah, because they're in the list. Sometimes you just got to take what comes with it. Yeah, we're going two to one on the first one, the old school ones. Yeah, well, tell okay, the other person sweet. I voted for them. Which one was yours? Mine was totally Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, so I appreciate the vote. That's Good job. Fun. Nice job. Congratulations on your championship. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Today is Morgan number two's birthday. Yay! (laughs) Today you are? 28 years old. And what's the plan for the birthday? I'm taking it easy, honestly. I'm going to dinner with my boyfriend to my favorite place and probably stuffing my face with some cake, and that's about it. You kind of had a birthday party this past weekend. Yeah, celebrated. I went a little too hard. I have bruises to show for it, so I'm definitely bruises. not doing anything. You got to do squid what games? You do? What? What's happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I fell down the stairs at a bar. It was great. Oh, no. It was great. Yes. You fell down the stairs? Yeah. In a dress? Yeah. Oh, god. Thankfully, I had spandex on, you know, so okay. <laughs> all good. But. That's like peak sloppy, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. it was bad. So it was he- like 3 a.m. Heels? So. Mm-hmm. Probably the st- either but the stairs could have also had like some moved beer on them. Oh, was it, were the stairs <laughs> slick, or were you just that I, drunk? I honestly couldn't tell you. I really. Wow, couldn't. you went that hard. I mean, everybody was buying me so many shots. I couldn't like. It was just. It's really hard to to stop that. So, we were but celebrating. I'm always a little uneasy when someone celebrates my birthday before my birthday. Because what if I don't make it to that day? Oh, man. and I already had the celebration. Well, then thank goodness we got to celebrate. Yeah, no, there you go. And okay. then I feel like when my birthday comes, I'm like, now it's my birthday. Like all that other stuff was like appetizers. Like I would rather celebrate it on the day or after. After, no. Then before, because before it's not my birthday. It hasn't been my birthday. I don't even know if I'm gonna make it to my birthday. On my birthday's good. After my birthday is good because we're celebrating I had a birthday. Hmm. Yeah, you're thinking a lot about that. Well, it's just how I feel about life. And Morgan, I'm sorry you felt. You didn't break anything. No, we're, we're all good. Who did picked- you, did, I want to know if she cried afterwards because that's like when it gets really bad. You know when they fall and they cry? I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, so did someone just tell you you 
Yeah, um, well, my my boyfriend caught my head, so I, thankfully the bruise on my leg. So wow, he saved your and life. And how does he yeah. feel about you getting that drunk? Um, well, it was a, it was a celebratory thing, and that it, we think something else might have happened at the club because it's not normal for me. So that's why we're a little like you think somebody may have put something in a drink. Yeah, because that's very I'm very good at handling my alcohol. That's not very common for me. But you didn't have so much more that that you've had in the past. Nothing unusual for me. Wow. How would they have put something in? I'm asking a real question because I watch these TikToks where they're like, hey, there are now things you can put on your drinks that they're making, they've invented. How would they have done that with your drink? Would it have had to have been a bartender? Well, possibly. So we were near a VIP section, and when they do the VIP thing, they put um, a bunch of alcohol on the table. And, of course, I'm not paying attention to that alcohol 24-7, and I'm not paying attention, period. I'm drinking. So grabbing one of those at some point, we think something might have happened to that. So would they have just put it in all of it then? Possibly, yes. Um, But it also, they could dip it in different ones, and it's kind of a luck of a draw. Bad luck of a draw. So then talk to me. If they do this to, for a luck of a draw, then do they just watch people and then try to take advantage of the person who gets hit the hardest? Yeah, kind of. And just see who's kind of left standing at the end of the night, unfortunately. And you think that's really what happened? Yeah, we we have a pretty good pretty then good idea. Then that's not really you being sloppy. <laughs> then that's you no, being taken advantage of. But thankfully, I had enough people around me. I got home safe, and it was no big deal. So now I can just laugh about the fall and be like, mm, whatever. Where are the bruises? Oh, on my thigh. It's like black. My my oh, whole man. thigh is black. <laughs> Anybody get video? Uh, no, no. I mean, but what a good reminder for people listening to like, if you're going out to keep an eye on your yes. drink. Uh, like, yes, you definitely should. No. Anybody else get hit with it? No, thankfully. Like it was, it was bad. I mean, I'm I'm normally very good at holding liquor, and yeah, it was not good. Well, <laughs> hey, happy birthday! Terrible. Yeah, cool. You made wow. that. Happy birthday. <laughs> I mean, from what I remember of the whole evening, I had a great time. So, but you remember, I don't remember all up until that part at the club. A very specific moment, yeah. And afterwards, I don't remember anything. Anything this weekend birthday related? This coming weekend? Yeah. Well, I'm going to the Alan Jackson concert, so um, that's kind of a celebratory thing. At 28, does it feel any different than 27? Yeah, I feel really old. <laughs> like, as the ages start to go up, and my especially like I have a bruise on my body now, I my body feels achy. It's offensive to every single person that's older <laughs> than you. Yeah. Just in general. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about how old you are. Because she's not old. When you're the youngest person in the room. Like, look, I took mild offense. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, yeah but... She's like, I start to feel really old, and I'm like, that's nothing. What? I can also hear her say that and remember what it was like to be 28 and feeling like as I approached 30 that my life was ending. Ending? Oh, I got it. I was so scared of 30, but then I got there. I know. I'm just telling you, in my late 20s, <laughs> as a lot of people do, 30 just seems crazy. And then you get there, and I'm like, oh, wow, 30's amazing. And then you get to 40, and you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. 40's good. So it's fine. At 80, you're going to be like, you're like, come on, it's the new 30. Yeah. What the hey? <laughs> <laughs> now, help me get up. 80's <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Morgan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. Eddie is filling in for Lunchbox. At an airport in India, the security guy, there's a guy walking through the terminal. He says, this guy's walking a little funny, like his legs are weird. And so he puts them through the x-ray machine. Well, sure enough, they found two pounds of gold valued at $56,000 up his bottom. Really? Heastered. 
Yes. Apparently, it's a trend in India, but this guy was trying to- Terrible get, TikTok trend. This guy was trying to get through the airport, and he's just walking weird. I can just picture the oh dude trying gosh. to walk funny. But I wonder what the trend is. Is it to get gold through so they could actually do something with it that's not legal? Bones, you're thinking TikTok trend. I think it's just a smuggling trend. Like, guys. Yes, that's what I think, too. I was kidding about that. But, <laughs> but I mean, did they also not think that it would recognize gold? Yeah. Does it? I don't- I mean, I feel like I wear a certain kind of hairbrett and I get pulled to the side because Yo, of the sure. metal Toothpaste. that it is. Yeah, like, or my Birkenstocks always beep and go off because of the, the buckles. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. How much gold? Oh, uh, man, it's two pounds valued at $56,000. Or, no, I mean, honestly, I mean, I have gold on my rings and that doesn't make it go off. So they might just think he's constipated. It says here, they said, sir, would you like to tell us what's going on here? He says, okay, fine, I have gold up there, but it's not mine. <laughs> oh, no. He went all in. Oh. He did. He went all in. Um, literally and figuratively. Okay. All right. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, that's your bonehead story of the day. Yesterday, I got a message from Raymundo, and it was the magazine cover to where Caitlin and I are on the 25 most beautiful list. We made the cover. It's fun for us, but we didn't think much about it. And Ray goes, well, you autographed this. But it wasn't a real magazine. It was a digital image, and he wanted us to go and do the autograph, like on Instagram stories, where you can write with your finger. Mm-hmm. What the? So, right. And so <laughs> I, I don't know. We, well, so I signed it with my finger, and then he sent it to Caitlin. And she was like, why is Ray asking me to digitally sign the cover of our magazine? And so she signs it. And then all of a sudden, he posts it up on his Instagram story and goes, I have the NFT which I knew it. He's trying to make money off of this. He's like, I have the <laughs> NFT. Here's the proof of the only digitally signed magazine cover. I mean, it's smart. <laughs> Is it? But yeah. I don't, it's, it's not. Re- I could do that again for somebody else. Right. You could. Yeah, but he was the first. But also, he can't just sell it. <laughs> oh, he can, though. I don't know. It's funny. Ray, are you trying to sell that? I'm not. I've always been interested in autographs, and I think I may do it with some of the country artists until Scuba Steve yells at me. Oh, like. And have them sign. <laughs> I, I used to do a thing where I'd t- make them take a picture and then sign their picture. And yeah, then that post was cool. It, post it on my story. Then I'm copying that. And you're not trying to sell it? No. As an NFT? I've always liked autographs ever since I was a little kid. Okay. Well, an NFT, a non-fungible token, <laughs> right. which is what people are making tons of money off of now. It's basically uh-huh. a one, one-of-a-kind digital image. No, it's art. It's just digital art. Yeah. <laughs> because people could say a painting is nothing. But it's funny, Amy, that you said that there's a lot of them. He could do it again. That's kind of the same with all NFTs. Like they just exist everywhere. They could there could be multiple copies of them. But no, you have not no multiple one. copies, but many different alterations of <laughs> yeah, them. Exactly. Only one copy of each one. Right. Well, I think like, Ray, very creative. Good job. The infamous kiss between Britney Spears and Madonna in 2003 will be auctioned off as an NFT. Oh. The iconic photo was taken by. John Shearer. Is that the same John Shearer? That's yes, John. Same. It's it says God. Hollywood photographer John Shearer. He is. He took that picture? Yeah. Oh, he's about Dang. to make a lot of money. His wife is one of the ones that does well, or- yeah, home edit. edit. The, the organizing. Yeah. yeah. Dang. That's cool. The NFT will be auctioned off starting October 7th. Part of the proceeds will go to Glad. But even if he's just keeping part of the proceeds, he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He may make a million dollars off this. Yeah, he's got a lot of really iconic pictures. I didn't know he took that one, though. I didn't know, also didn't know he was a Hollywood photographer because yeah. he's at every event here in town. <laughs> he was right no, down the road. I, <laughs> I follow him on, on Instagram, so I guess that's why I see he's at. It's He's at so many events, probably you wouldn't even realize. Well, that's pretty cool. All yeah. right, that's it. We're out of here today. Ray, good luck. You should talk with John Shearer and see how he does <laughs> that. And you Listen, right. if you want to sell that, 
I'll take half. Well, I already had people give me offers, so for what? How? Hundred bucks. What? Yeah. Because the one I posted said proof, so the original copy without proof written on it is I have. I'm the only person that has it in the world. True. But the original copy is you taking a screenshot of your Instagram, right. and it still shows your Instagram name on it. That's fine. But nobody else has that but me. Mm. Oh, boy. I, I go mean... home and do it again immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I can screenshot it you right now and have it. Them. No, you can't because you yes. don't have us. Have we don't have your signed. Right, but I can get it signed. No, you can't. I I'm know on, the guy. Hey, justice for Ray. <laughs> I'm on your I'm on your team, Ray. All right, you guys have a great day. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. Show.